ready? Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Okay. Let's do this. Take a breath. <laughs> Hello, my name is Marcus Fry. I am the founder and CEO of Enzo Unlimited. Extremely excited about today's first podcast with my good friend, Whitney Pittman. Uh, today's topic of conversation is going to be breath work. So let's get started. I'll allow you to introduce yourself. Go ahead. All right. Thank you for having me. And hello, everyone. My name is Whitney Pittman, I'm a newly found breathwork facilitator, um, teacher, however you want to call it, for the past, I'll say about four months. Uh, my training was around six months plus, and I'm just so excited about breathwork and excited to share with you guys kind of what it is. Um, my program or my practice is called Moonlight Mesa, and you can find me on IG. Super excited about this conversation around breath work. Um, if it wasn't for you, I'd have no idea about it, or at least nobody's told me about it so far. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. What exactly is breath work? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's kind of on the cusp right now. So I think a lot of people are about to find out, but it is a very ancient healing modality, probably one of the most powerful self healing um, modalities out there, I would argue. And it's for a lot of things. It's for spiritual awakening. It's for healing of trauma. It's for self-reflection. It's for meditation. Um, it's for coming back to yourself, uh, being more in tune. Um, it just can create so many wonderful opportunities. And I really am so excited to just kind of share the background around it, why I got into it and all of that. Yeah, I was blown away by my breathwork session. Um, it happened about two weeks ago and still feeling the effects of it. Um, so the question I have for you, like what was your intention for becoming a breathwork instructor? Yeah, so my intention definitely first was I wanted to find out about breathwork and did it myself and was totally inspired and was like, okay, everybody needs to find out about this because... Um, I've just changed my life and others can as well. Uh, but what I seek to inspire others to do is just educate themselves on a way to um, self-help and be the power themselves. Uh, they don't need anything outside of themselves to heal. And that's an amazing you know, conclusion that I think we all need to come to. It's never outside of ourselves. And breathwork can show you this like instantaneously. Can we, can we stop real quick? Because yeah. that was so important that your internal ability to heal yourself um, is just tr like extraordinary. Right. Um, with that, like what is it that caused you to go into breath work? As you mentioned, like now that you know, okay, I'm the healer. Mm -hmm. What did it take for you to get there? Yeah, definitely. We are the drug. Um, for me, I had tried everything in my life um, to try to, capture the moment to be more in my body, to rid past traumas and things that became characteristics, or I call them like uh, triggers. Another word for it is like an anchor, um, protectors, avoiders, things that had just become me and were not me, were, my, were not my identification, were not things that I wanted to uh, identify with anymore or be run by. Um, so I was at a point in my life where, you know, I had tried so many different modalities and they all had their benefits too. Uh, yoga was number one, but that took like three years before I could ever even enjoy Savasana. Like Savasana was 
my worst position because I was like going through the to-do list. Like, why would I be laying here any longer than I need to be? Like, I did my class. I got my exercise. I need to be out instead of like the purpose of Shavasana is being one with yourself. So yeah, I've tried that. I tried therapy. Um, I tried, you know, some help groups and multiple different ways. And I think everything had their had their touch on me, but breath work was the number one, most powerful, quickest way that I actually felt I dropped into my body, um, and was able to release stored emotions. And we'll get more into that, like what the effects of breath work were, but it was crazy in a time of my life where I felt crazy, where everything was changing. Everything was new. Um, it was either rock bottom or get yourself out of this and how are you going to do it? Breath work was what I found and I felt like it was my saving grace. Yeah. I, I want to continue on that because it seems like you were losing yourself, even though you had your support systems, you had the people you went to, you had the therapist, you have had the self-help books and it was just like, this isn't working. So what it was like, what drove you to be like, I need to get centered again mm-hmm. um, because I think that's where I was at as well. And I was kind of like over talking about it because I'm a firm believer, like life and death is in the power of the tongue. So it's like the more you say, mm-hmm. the more it's going to come back. So can you kind of talk a little bit more about like why you wanted to get centered so bad? Mm-hmm. Well, first off I was, um, a new mother. I was pregnant. And when I actually, I had just had my son when I found it. Um, and I lost my job. Uh, there was new changes in my life. I was trying to figure out parenthood along with um, my son's father. And it was just the pandemic, like <laughs> you name the top tier things like that was happening. And as among for a lot of people, like the pandemic rocked people's world and you kind of either um, got out of it or you sunk to a low place. And I, um, was a former D1 athlete. Like my whole life was about productivity, being the oldest child and some other characteristics that I, you know, wore as a really great badge, but like finally at some point, you know, the breaking point where it was like, okay, I can't run myself to, um, sanity. I can't talk myself to sanity. Like how do I get back to myself in a time that I needed to be a mother, um, really important to my son as well as myself. And so somebody su- just has suggested, let's try breath work. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of rolled my eyes. Like I've tried everything. Sure. Um, and within, yeah, 20 minutes of the session, it was just like, oh, okay. There's me again. Like I don't need outside source. I don't need people telling me, I don't need to like um, read self-help books, none of it because it all comes within. And as long as I get centered and quiet with myself, like I have the power to heal. Absolutely love that. So as far as next steps with, um, with getting started with breath work, can you kind of talk to us like what that was like, even from a training standpoint for those that are interested in it and have heard about it, what was it like for an entry point to into breath work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the training I went through is called pause breath work. And I really feel like it was a great training because the lady who put it on had gone through multiple trainings, been doing breath work for about 12 years. So, um, that training worked for me. I'm sure there's a lot out there. There's a lot of breath work, um, definitions that, you know, people have coined the names for breath work. 
Um, and so hers is a collective of that and she calls it pause breathwork and then the different kind of breath sequences she's named um, to go along with that. Um, but the biggest takeaway that I always give as an analogy when I'm first having a sequence with somebody is like, okay, breathwork, let's get to why we need to do it and like why it's so important. And I give the Band-Aid analogy. So when you're young and you have an owie and um, you need it to be fixed, you usually go to your caretaker and they get you a Band-Aid and then they put it on and you feel better. And like you physically see, you know, after time you can take the Band-Aid off, your owie's no longer there, um, you're good to go and you forget about it. However, if we have owies that are emotional and we can't see those, um, how can they be tended to if, you know, we're young and somebody doesn't know how we need to be tended to? Maybe, you know, we're somebody who needs more of a physical touch or an affirmation and we don't get that right away. Um, some of those traumas, whether they're small, whether they're large, can become embedded in ourselves, right? So we store these emotions, these feelings, and that's where those anchors or those triggers come in because we keep getting pimped pointed to those areas that never got to heal and then all of a sudden we're being run by that and like everything's pissing us off or everything's making us sad or we can't be in relationships because we're always just picking at the other person and we're not able to reflect fully on ourselves so um, breath work doesn't have you ask what those things are or like mentally think those things out like in therapy you have to talk about those things um, and it lets the body figure it out. So you're able to drop into bypass the ego, bypass the mind and drop into your body because our bodies are the healers. Um, and your breath will be that emoting of whatever emotion is stored. We can emote emotions in three ways. So you can do it with breath. You can do it with movement, which is why people feel so good after exercise. And you can do it with sound. So singing is really powerful. Um, also encourage people to like sigh sometimes after a breath or yell or, you know, tears come, the emotions, the physical sensations, all of that. So yeah, it's, that's why I say it's one of the most powerful um, healing modalities it also like changes on a scientific level. It changes your um, pH levels. So you're alkalining your blood because you're breathing out CO2 and you're breathing in O2. And so you're becoming more oxygenated. If you think about it that way, and like for my science people, like then that's why you feel those kind of like, whether it's holotropic feelings or dizzy or euphoric, um, if you've ever gone on a trip, you know, you can kind of mimic those kind of things because of that difference in CO2 and O2 levels. So you mentioned from a scientific standpoint of the body becoming more aligned, um, probably as like the last three months I've been reading a lot about like self-alignment and like making sure that, you know, the foods that you eat, uh, how you start your day, particularly around stimulation, because we're having more stimulation than ever. Algorithms are just, I'm not going to say ruining people's lives. It's definitely running people's lives. Um, can you talk a little bit more in depth about like, like how it does help center the body. Um, and then also the different types of breath work that there are from a cadence standpoint. Um, you and I have done a few different sessions and I've even practiced like a couple on my own, like I'm writing emails or get out of a meeting or I'm running around the city and I'm just like, all right, let me get centered real quick. So can you, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. You'll like never think about breath the same, huh? Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about it. Like after the first session, it's like everything 
you begin to be conscious about, oh, shoot, I'm holding my breath or here's a good time where I have a couple seconds to like do a breath pattern and things like that. So you're just recentering yourself again and again, which is beautiful. But yes, the definitions. So um, tapping into when you're doing your breath work, basically breathing um, regulates your nervous system. So your nervous system is an automatic nervous system. So it's cued by your breath and what you're doing. So um, like you said, in this world, we're very stimulated at this time. Back in the day when we were stimulated um, in a fight and flight stance, it would be from something like a bear. And so we would get triggered and then we'd be like, okay, our heart rate's going. We begin to sweat. Our pupils are dilated. We know that we need to get the fuck out of there, right? And so we do that and then we're able to hide hopefully and like be rescued or whatever it is. And then our nervous system re-regulates and comes back to the other side. Uh, so that's the sympathetic when you're in that fight and flight. And then when we come down, it's the parasympathetic, the rest and the digest and our body being able to recoup. Um, that's when our cells get to regenerate. That's when we get to sleep, all of that. Uh, I know there's a lot of digestion problems now in this world, not just because of food, but for me specifically, I used to have terrible stomach aches and that was where I carried my anxiety, uh, very correlated. And now that I found breath work, like I don't have stomach aches anymore. Yeah, it's incredible. So um, the opposite side, you know, is that rest and digest. But because we're in 2022, no longer is it a bear, but it's like emails. It's a bad text message. It's traffic. Um, it's TV. Everything's stimulating us. And we don't really have time or it feels like we can't carve that time out to totally be silent. And when we do, like what runs us are thoughts usually. Uh, that's why, you know, I often hear meditation super hard for people to jump into. Hey, me too. I could never do it. Breath work, I can do. And it's actually a really good coupling to meditation. So I'll do my breath work. And if I feel like I need to add something on, then I'll do a little bit of meditation. Um, but yeah, by doing breath work, you get into that parasympathetic state where you're able to get back to that rest and digest and you get to come back to yourself fully. I think the most impactful part for me and as we get into like what is a full session mm. it was that moment where I was no longer in my head and then all of a sudden it, I was like in my heart then I was in my lungs and then all of a sudden my entire body I'm not gonna say it went numb but I definitely went out of body for sure and and then this like humming sensation took over and then I was like, oh, we're in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Here we go. Um, so can you kind of talk about like the cadence of how breath work starts? And then, I mean, what, what you can expect. I mean, it, it's different for everybody, right? right. So I don't want to say what you can expect or just like what could happen while in a session. Yeah. Yeah. What can happen, what you can expect, um, is different for everybody, just like you stated. So there's physical and there's emotional things that can happen on the physical level. Um, often first time breathers, I see a lot of yawning because that's a way to emote emotion. Um, I see. And that's literally like emotions leaving the body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So people just be like, I don't know why I was yawning so much. I was like, you were getting rid of probably the day. Like I always think of the yawning as like the mild stuff that's kind of sitting on top, like the whipped cream or something. Um, so you're like getting that off so that you can get kind of deeper into what's underneath. Uh, but you could have tingling, you could have hot and cold 
temperature changes, I always recommend having a blanket, making sure you're very comfortable in that way. Um, you can have tetany, which only happens in like 30% of people. And it's just kind of like a little bit of a cramp, but your hands or whether it's your jaw, places that you have stored locked energy lock up. Um, and it's not anything to be fearful of. It's not painful. If you don't like it, you just come back to normal breathing. But I often ask people to just, if you feel like going there to spiritually ask like, Hey, okay, what do I need to release? Because usually it's something you're holding on to. Um, and then on the emotional spectrum of things, it can be all over the map. You can be laughing, you could be crying, you can have downloads that happen and like you see things, um, you feel things. I usually have a flood of old memories resurface that I don't think I would think of otherwise. And so they're usually like messages in that way. Um, you can be angry, like just everything on the map. And the biggest part that I like to stress about that is like I build the sessions to be safe containers for you to feel vulnerable, to for you, for you to feel all of those feelings. Because I'm not sitting there being like, is he crying yet? You know, I'm, I'm sitting there going with the music, giving you your intention, usually putting that out there, giving words of encouragement. And you're having your whole own experience. I don't know what's going on in your head. I don't know. I can see you breathing and that's Or your body. It. Or your body. Yeah. And we always have a talk afterwards and you're welcome to share or journal about it. Like, you get to have your own private experience. And I think that that's something that's really powerful about it is like, you don't have to come to me and talk about it, which number one, people I think scare away from therapy because of that. It's a lot to open up that way. But imagine you going in and doing your own therapy for yourself. Yeah. And I think that was the, my favorite part about it. Just not talking. <laughs> like, you know, like we, we, we talk so much. We reach out to friends. We reach out to family, um, individuals that like might have been through similar experiences. And it's just talking, 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 talking. I, I mean, if there was a fact around like how many times you've talked about your traumas or unknowingly talked about your traumas, totally. you'd probably be like, oh my goodness. Like I probably spent what, like 20%, 30%. I mean, who knows how much it was, but at the same time, the ability to just breathe within yourself, really go in deep within yourself, find that core of who you are. And then to your point, as you, as soon as you notice it, you're like, Oh wow, there I am. Mm. What's up? Mm -hmm. How you been, bro? Like things are good. Okay. Um, so I'll share a little bit about my experience from breath work, yeah. um, which I'm grateful for. Um, it's, I we're shooting in the spot where I did my breath work. So it's like weird to be back here because I'm like having those memories again. But I think for myself, it was really unique. I, I do meditate often. Um, I do feel like that brain fog leaving my brain when I do meditate. Um, but what was so interesting is once, uh, once I got through like the meditation phase, probably the first 10 minutes, and then I went into the rest of my body, I could sense myself like releasing quite a bit. Um, I, I was tired that day. I remember we were like, you're like, should you do this? I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely tired. But, um, it, it was incredible for me as I got deeper into the breathwork session, all of the sudden everything went like dark. And then I felt myself like out of body. And then all of a sudden, uh, my grandfather who passed when I was like, I think nine or eight, uh, visited me and I was like blown away. Um, I could feel that like somebody was coming. Um, I, I know we talk about this as like a gift of mine. So it's mm -hmm. like, 
it's just unique when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just really interesting for him to say the things that he said. And, you know, I miss you. I love you. I'm proud of you. And I'm excited for what is going to happen next. And then I could sense like I may, there might've been a reunion with some others. And I was like, I'm not ready for that. Right. And I think what really stood out to me that you mentioned earlier, like from a spiritual standpoint around, like you're asking yourself, can you go there? Mm -hmm. And, um, I wasn't ready to go to that next level. Now, I don't know, maybe in the next breath session, maybe that will happen. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe there was just so much pent up inside of me that needed to be released. And somebody had to confirm that for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll find out soon. Uh, but it was definitely unique in that, um, after the session, um, definitely felt, you know, a hundred pounds lighter as people would say. Right. But I think what was also unique is my sleep pattern. Um, slept for 10 to 12 hours, five days in a row after that. Um, so can you, can you talk about like, why would I be able to like kind of zen out moving forward? And, um, and I don't know if like I had a probably like a a more unique session. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. Um, is that like normal for people to kind of completely relax and be like, oh man, that's what sleep is supposed to be like? Yeah. I mean, it definitely can trigger that in the sense that, you know, um, you release so much, it sounds like that you can just have that weight off of you and be able to, it's, it's like a workout in a way (laughs) and have to like, okay, wow. I just released so much. Like my body went through a lot. My body worked hard at releasing that emotion that I've been storing for who knows how many years. Um, and so your body needs to like recoup from that and, you know, be able to regenerate everything that you kind of released and like, all right, you did it. Okay. it's time to like hibernate for a little bit. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) And to your point too, about like going deep, like each time, you know, you get to be that guide for yourself. I'm just the facilitator and like I'll always have the option, um, whether it's the music that the tempo kind of goes there and you're able to kind of like go into that space or you just want to pick up your breath pattern and your pacing increases or your depth increases. I always say depth over pace um, because that's how you get to those more deeper feelings and everything. But um, you have the choice, you know, and if you're not ready that time, don't do it. Like listen to your body, be intuitive about it. And the more that you do breath work, the more intuitive you'll become. Okay. So you mentioned that you started finding breath work when you were pregnant with mm-hmm. Mr. Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a chance to know the little guy for a year and a half now. It's been really unique to watch his progress as far as like getting through emotions, his thoughts, the way he communicates. I've even seen him like take a deep breath when he gets upset or like his breathing pattern will change. Can you talk about like, what are some things that you're implementing in him now and kind of based off of like what it is that you've learned around breath work? Yeah, totally. Um, it's, uh, it's very ironic that like the program I went through is called pause because I think that's the biggest thing that I, she probably, you know, realized humans don't do is pause. Um, as well as myself. So that's kind of what I started with with Jupe. So when we find ourselves, which obviously babies are going to have tantrums, like that's just part of growing up. But can we pause and like decide whether we're going to go down that train wreck for a long period of time or if it's something we can self-regulate? So I will usually say, okay, okay, 
I, I can see that you're upset, but let's take a breath. And he's been practicing not only with me, but his daycare implements this too. So it's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Was that like you coming in be like, yo, <laughs> I need y'all to do this because I'm doing this at home. No, I think it's just the new wave. Like I think these kids are really going to be put on a whole different level of understanding themselves, which is just so beautiful to see. Like they do yoga there too. Um, like a whole bunch of two years and downward dog and yeah. like <laughs> boat pose and like pigeon pose and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <it's so laughs> I needed all that. Right. And Jupe now shows off all the time, but, um, yeah, he will take, I'll say, take a breath and he'll <sighs> for however angry he is, sad he is, he'll take a breath. And I've noticed like he can't go straight back into whatever level he was at because that breath automatically brings you back to a better balanced state. So I might have him take one. I might have him take two. Like that's what we're practicing right now. He's only a year and a half. Um, but then when we get more, you know, developed and he's able to like follow my cues, I definitely will teach him some breath patterns that I know. Um, some ones that you can expect in my sequences are like box breathing. So box breathing is like it sounds. It's like four, four lines or four. Great visuals. <laughs> Four sides to it. So you breathe in for four, you hold for four, you breathe out for four, and then you pause again for four. And you just repeat that. If you can, you take it up to six because six is the magic number. Scientifically, 5.5, but six seconds is... Hold on, I can't let you... What's going on with these numbers? <laughs> no, so six seconds are 5.5, but nobody can count to 5.5, so you just round it to six, is actually how you find that homeostasis in yourself. So that's telling the body, hey, it's time to go back to parasympathetic. It's time to rest and digest. And so once you do that over repetition, your body begins to get into that state. Um, but start Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's box breathing. There's something called pulse breath that is like it sounds. It's like a heartbeat. Um, to any count you want, you can do five, you can do three. I always go with number two. Um, so you breathe in two times through your nose and you breathe out through your mouth two times. <laughs> I like three times. You like three, okay. I don't know what it is. You had me do three times. I was like, oh, that's it right there. Is it? And like, yeah, I mean, I literally, like, when Lala, like, starts, like, getting on my nerves, I'm like, all right, let me hit these three breaths real quick. <laughs> yeah, and you can repeat it, and you can just go, that, that's the one that, like, I don't feel as um, instantaneously, like, lightheaded or anything, so I do it while walking around the house, I do it if I'm driving, if, like you said, like, something starts to raise my blood pressure, I just will start that for, like, a minute just to calm myself down again. Is there any other like different techniques uh, because like even a friend of mine, you know, mentioned, he was like, Oh, I, I found box breath the other day. I've been doing it. It's been great. Yeah. What are some other ones besides tempo box breath? There's the holotropic um, is a coin term that like people have used for breath work, but this one's kind of, it's called the triactive, but it will get you to a state where holotropic breath work. If you've ever heard of that is kind of coined after um, this is a three part breath work one hand usually on your belly, one hand on your chest. Um, a lot of times analogy would be like, you know, when babies are coming down from their tantrum and they're trying to catch their breath and they're like, <sighs> and they can't catch their breath. Well, the same idea is to go through your belly, inhale, through your chest, inhale, and out your mouth. And doing it at, I always say, a deeper pace versus a fast pace. 
um, because that's how you kind of move the breath in that cycle. And that's what I've seen with Jupe. Like, I think like a year ago, he was like, <gasps> and now he's like, <sighs> and I'm like, yo, this kid is like awesome. All other shit. <laughs> I'm like, what's he doing today? Cause I need that in my life. Yeah. The Messiah himself. <laughs> no. So the triactive, if we hold it at a longer state, anything past eight minutes, will get you into that state where you get to go to those deep places. Um, anything below eight minutes is going to be more of a integrative. You're going to feel great. Uh, you're going to feel relaxed after. But if we want to get to that meditative state, we're going to go past eight minutes. Um, another one that we could do is just the halo active. So that's just continuous breathing through the nose and breathing out the mouth. Think of it like a halo. A really relaxing breath. I love doing that one if someone's really tired. Um, I won't take them into the triactive. We'll just do the halo. And then there's just conscious breathing where I say, let your body breathe itself. Do you do any type of like breath work sessions or like anything to calm yourself down before you sleep? Like the thing that I've heard during this pandemic is people's sleep patterns, mm -hmm. right? Like people aren't running around. I mean, now the streets are back and open like Super Bowl weekend in LA. If anybody was out here, good Lord. <laughs> wow. But it's just like, is there anything that you can do or something that you can suggest for our listeners where it's just like, try one or try this or try that? Yeah, totally. I would say like I just said, the halo breath, that's a really good one to do because it's a relaxing one. So if you want to do that for, put a timer on three minutes where you're just really consciously thinking about inhaling through the nose, exhaling out the mouth, or if you feel like you have a lot of stored anxiety from that day or stress or whatever it may be, do the box breathing and try to get to six seconds because for whatever reason, that pause is so yummy and that pause allows you to be like, okay, tension release. Like if I just do six seconds in, six seconds out, I still feel like I'm like elevating my system, my blood pressure, my heart rate. But that pause, you have to hold your breath. And you'll notice when we are in our breath sessions, those pauses is when things begin to get quiet. All the energy goes up or down wherever you're holding your breath, whether it's a bottom hold or a top hold. It's like pretty magical. I think with what's so important about that is it forces you to be present. Mm -hmm. I think that was the thing, a few things that I took away from, you know, being able to release so much, but I will say I feel more present than ever. And especially when things get flustered, if I have like back to back meetings, emails, phone calls, got to take the dog out before my next, whatever, I just take a deep breath. I do, I probably go to like four seconds between that box breath work, mm -hmm. and then I'm I'm back to where I'm supposed to be centered mm -hmm. in present. So I, I, that could be the reason why. Um, and I think for for sleeping, uh, it allows you to kind of, as you mentioned, release the day. It's time to unwind. Brain turn off. Yes, it's time yes. to sleep. Totally, totally, and. To your point, like it, being in the moment means that you're totally present, means that you're intuitive, means that you get to like live out of that space, which um, that's when we're most uh, creative. That's when we're most um, authentic and that's when we're going to be our best selves. And so like the more that we can get back to the, those spaces, the more that we can like push others to also be in those spaces. It's like, hey, yeah, we have back to back calls, but like be real about it. It's like, Hey, I want to take five minutes before we start this meeting to just like take a breath and like recenter ourselves because I feel like I'm still in last in the last meeting or wherever you were in the past or wherever you need to be in the future. Absolutely. Love it. 
So as we start to close out a little bit, I think um, I definitely want to talk about or retouch on traumas. Um, so many people are dealing with so much and some of it's not even their fault, mm-hmm. right? Some things are just generational traumas that because what happened a hundred years ago and it just got passed down. So can you talk oh. about like when you do these breathwork sessions and people do have like deep things they want to release, how do you go about that? Yeah, totally. Um, I really appreciate the breathwork that I went through the training because it is um, all about being trauma informed and how to lead a session that way. Um, because wherever you are in life, like we've all had traumas, whether they're micro or macro, and we get to be our own definers of that. Um, and we all carry that from day to day. And it's like, if we want to release that, if we're, you know, we all come to relationships, to periods of our life with suitcases, but it's like, we don't have to carry all of those that are passed down generational anymore. You know what my favorite Erica Badu song is? Which one? Bag Lady. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I was just listening to that one. It's, yeah, exactly. That song and the whole analogy. <laughs> like, why? Why? We right. don't get to be authentically ourselves if we continue to carry that baggage. And like I said, that's kind of where I found breathwork because I was like, okay, these identities are no longer me. Like, who's the real me? Let me take off all these parts. Let me take off all these bags. I'm tired of carrying it. Just like you were tired of talking about it. Um, But how we become trauma-informed is really making sure the session's set up for the person. So creating a safe environment, making sure that they feel safe, whether that's, hey, I need a blanket or I need the music to be without lyrics, whatever that may be. Like I need to talk before and kind of give you a download of how my day was and what I'm going through right now. Um, that creates the trustworth, trustworthy and transparency between us two uh, or whoever's in the session, whether it's a group too. Um, and you need that. Like you're not going to go to a vulnerable space if you don't trust the person guiding you um, and if there's no transparency in it. Because like you don't want to drop into what you went through as an experience and be like, whoa, like this is really scary. I don't feel like I have support around me, right? Um, so yeah, that peer support. And then you also want that collaboration. So having the the person or the breather have choices in all of it. So, hey, do you want music with lyrics today? Do you feel like going to a deep space or would you rather have more of a integrative session where you get to feel really calm and we'll just do some light breath work? So having that collaboration is key. Um, giving the empowerment back to that person, like you get to have the choice. I'm going to invite you now to quicken your pace or to go deeper. But again, intuitively know what you need to do. Give that empowerment back. Um, and then know their, you know, cultural, historical, um, whatever experience of trauma happened, know their background if they're willing to share and if they want that and if it's something that's important to them. Um, because we all are different and like how we've experienced our traumas, how we've ingrained them, um, the events, the experience itself is going to be completely different for each individual. What are some quotes that stuck with you during your you know, coach, uh, uh, training sessions, becoming a breathwork yeah. instructor. I'm sure like there's always a, something that sticks out and they're like, all right, yeah, got it. Totally, totally. Um, breathwork has quite a few that are just like perfect coins. Like you have to feel to heal, number one. Um, we all know this and I think it's just funny because like all the puns out there or sayings that are just so 
like roll your eyes, you know, superficial written on pillows, whatever it may be, are true. Like if we don't feel what um, the emotion is, and it only takes nine seconds to feel an emotion. So if you really were to pause, be still and feel that emotion, it could pass through you. But if you don't feel it, it's going to get stuck in you. So you do have to feel the emotion. You do. You got to feel sad. We all feel sad. It's not, you know, um, just one, one person thing. It's not a female thing. It's not a... Uh, cultural thing. It's like we all feel all the spectrums of the emotions and being able to identify what that is will heal you. Um, we are our own drug. I love that one. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> and then what's one? So uh, yeah, getting out of the addiction of pain, like being breathwork allows you to land in a place that y- there's love and contentment inside of yourself. That's awesome. Like you no longer have to be in that addiction and that story of pain. I love that one because I think at the end of the day, this, (laughs) the theme of this podcast is be within yourself Mm -hmm. and just breathe, let it out. Keep rolling. Just know the first thing that you did on your time in earth Mm -hmm. was take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing we all did. And I think the other wild part about it is when mothers were giving birth, they had breath cadences Mm -hmm. to give birth. So it's almost like it all starts with breathing. And I mean, I've I've never birthed a child. (laughs) I've never been in a room where somebody was birthing a child. So is that like, is that pretty much like the, what's the best way to say it? Is that just like what it all comes down to essentially for you at the end of the day? Totally, like it connects us to our soul for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let it be your guider. And um, to the point of pain, like use pain as your feedback. Use pain as the feedback of like, where do you need to breathe deeper? Where do you need to get more in touch with yourself? Where do you need to be more still? Awesome. So as we close this out, I'm going to give you two questions. Okay. You ready? (laughs) Yes. What do you wish you could have told yourself three years ago if you knew about breath work? The power is inside of yourself. Okay. Uh, and then lastly, uh, you have a son. Mm-hmm. He's just <laughs> one of the coolest kids ever. What do you want him to take with you? Right. So you get 18 years, mm-hmm. right? When he takes that step into the world, what do you want him to take with him from breath work? Mm. Oh yeah. I think I shared this with you once, but Um, another analogy I use is like, uh, it's the vision I kind of see. It's like, you want your kid to be able to like leave, obviously leave the nest, but be able to like come back if he needs help or look back and know that you're behind him, rooting for him in support, whatever it may be. Um, and the other, you know, alternative is like the kid that leaves and then like never wants to return because they never felt like they had support at all um, or the kid that like doesn't know how to leave like they always have one hand um, attached to you because they need you in that way and I want to make sure that you know Jupe has that self-confidence and that power within him that he can go off in the world and knows that he is his own light he is his own support he is his own guide um, but he I will always be here to love and support him in any way I can 
<laughs> no better way to close that out. <laughs> Again, uh, Whitney, thank you so much for your time. I, thank I, you. What you've done for me is just so next level. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to so many things in the future. It's, and I appreciate you bringing this, um, this type of pretty much healing and therapy, Mm -hmm. uh, into my life. And for those that have had been gracious enough to listen to this entire podcast, I just encourage you all please to, you know, as Whitney said, feel your emotions, breathe through them, see what works, see what doesn't work. Please reach out to Whitney or other breathwork instructors in whatever area you're in. Um, I was just blown away that, you know, years of therapy did not even come close to an hour of breath work. Like I'm still like, it just blows my mind yeah. and I'm not trying to get like therapists like completely gone out of society, no, but they're, they're so definitely important. needed. Yeah. But there's just something about it's a great compliment. Oh, for sure. But, but there's something about being able to heal yourself through breath work and being able to move forward for sure. Right. Cause imagine if we all got to that place where we're like, wow, we are our own healers. Like what a world we would have. But Thank you so much for having me. And I'm just excited that like I got to show you and you can share with the world. Everybody, like you said, go find a breathwork facilitator. If it's not myself, if you vibe with someone else, that's awesome. Um, If you'd like to look me up, Moonlight Mesa on IG. And yeah, thank you, Marcus. Awesome. Appreciate you.